Welcome to the Rose Garden. I'm Holly, and I'm here with Julia. Hello. And we are here to talk about the first real episode of 2021 Bachelor. Week one's not a week. Episode no. one's not the week. This is week one. Week yeah, one, week. and the girls already seem like they've been here for three months. That's how You're I... You're right. You're right. They have... There was definitely, like, a camaraderie that seems like very comfortable but at the same time the opposite they seem like, like they're, they're breaking s- so fast but I was just gonna say they also seem like shit's going down too early like not just with Victoria but like all of them seem exhausted they seem really tired I mean jumping ahead like after and I think maybe it was just that day was date the group date was just a really long exhausting cold wet rainy day and it was just that draining and they probably haven't slept in a few days which is enough you know yeah um but yeah like we start the episode well first they do show us the end of the episode first again which is their new favorite thing and it reminds me of like elementary school essays where you had to write a grabber sentence for the first like <laughs> yeah <random. laughs> yeah you like, had to write like a uh, a question a catchy like, like thing to a hook <laughs> yeah a hook the hook was always like if you're writing about like sea otters and pollution it was like did you know that <laughs> Every time a sea otter bathes in the ocean, it gets covered in oil. And then you'd have to give a fact. Exactly. That was a terrible example. That was fantastic. I was just watching that process, really <laughs> excited to see where you went with it. You um, can see my mind just turning exactly. slowly. <laughs> it was like processing and processing. <laughs> Love well, it. That's my hook. Yeah, mine was always like a quote, <laughs> a catchy quote. Yeah, quotes are good. Quotes are way better than questions. I would do a quote from like the climax of a book in a book report, you know, and it's like, that's just spoiling it. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a hook. That's just a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's exactly how I feel about The Bachelor. Like, that's not a hook. That's a spoiler. Like, yeah, totally. Also, I mean, we it's such a non-storyline, even the passing out, like, Girl, it's, it's also not a, a spoiler either because Sarah got the one-on-one and it goes so, so well. But totally. Like, there's, it's just so far from like, even though fainting has nothing to do with like what's going to happen at the road, like, you know, whether mm-hmm. she gets a rose or not. It's just even funnier that she had the one-on-one and got a rose, yet it's this dramatic thing that she felt. <laughs> Exactly. Like, like it's not. Girl literally was just fainting. Like it's a yeah. long da- time to be standing there in your heat. Yeah. Seriously. And, you know, she probably didn't eat enough and maybe she's on her period. A lot of things go at play. Anyway, they so do much. that and then they like go, all right, let's do the actual episode. And we start with the girls already <laughs> acting insane. Brie gets the first one on one date. She got Woo-hoo! the first rose at the rose ceremony. So it makes sense. That's I crazy. love her the way it goes and she's fantastic which we will get into but as she walks away she says the cutest thing she's like oh my god I wore my worst outfit which girl if that's your worst outfit okay I know I was like oh all right and then well she changed so she clearly was very unhappy right because I think she wore she was wearing something different yeah she was wearing the same jacket but I do think she changed tops yeah um but Brie leaves and immediately the girls in the house 
well, like some are just being nice. Like, you know, it sucks. I'm sad, but I'm happy for her. Cause you know, the producers make every single one of them say how they feel. Like yeah. That's what's going on. So yes, that's exhausting, but they've been here a day and Victoria's losing her goddamn mind already. I can't. And it. like just everything she says is not <laughs> justified. Like it's just not, it's things you say three weeks from now, if you're annoying. Yeah, it's things you say, like, when it's down to the top five, and if there's still people that are saying, like, oh, I'm happy for her, then maybe you can chime in and be like, no, we're, I'm here for him, and this, like, it's not about you anymore, but it's fucking week one, your delivery was terrible. Day one. Day one, your delivery was fucking awful, like, that's not how you approach those kind of feelings and thoughts. Like, no. it's so stupid. Ridiculous. Like, I, I have, like, no other words for it besides stupid and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm with you there. And she just says the craziest things. Like, everyone's, like, and trying to be like, well, no, we get it. You know, we're all jealous. And she says, I'm not jealous. I just want what she has. <laughs> That's uh... the definition of jealousy. Just saying. Yep just yep. saying so with that we let's stop with that and move forward with lovely Bree's date where they go ATV riding and he like knocks her off he like flips the car the ATV oh my god oh. yeah she and I, she should have worn her worst outfit because she like, really should have because she, she got so it. muddy <laughs> her poor yeah. turtleneck was it was it was a cute date. I thought she was a good person to go on she that date. She was a with very him. good person to go on the date. He's so yeah. funny though. He keeps saying things about like your mom's going to be so mad at me. I know. It was a He's little overdone of the TV factor, you know. Oh yeah, which I appreciate. I like that. Um but it's really it's kind of cute to watch. It's adorable. <laughs> I think it was a little overdone how much they talked about it, uh-huh. but also like maybe that's kind of like his and her shtick like they when they're nervous Mm -hmm. they like kind of play off of the like funny thing that happened the like awkward scenario and that like works for them I don't know totally also I think it is what they show us you know they are certainly trying to make Matt as lovable to the family friendly white conservative audience and we see it with his religion being brought up a lot and allegedly he was told by producers to lead with religion which would allegedly um heard via some other podcast source um yeah i mean but you can see it i wouldn't be surprised by that because also later in this episode he um you know, when he sits down with Lauren, I think, and she mentions her religiosity is important to her, the way she carries her life and what, mm-hmm. what she wants in a relationship. He does mention that that's not something he brings up normally in partnerships. Totally. So, like, but that's what he wants to. And so somebody who doesn't typically bring that up with girls, like, it's very surprising that he led the first night with that prayer yeah it very much lines up with the fact that he was yeah. encouraged to do this and I'm sure you know he's because it is a part of his life it's not that he's fake or anything faking it or playing it up but like I can see easily the producers saying like you know 
you really, everyone's families are watching. You should definitely make sure you are, you're Christian. You want to show everyone their, the girl's moms are watching. You should want to show them that you're a good Christian man, right? Like things like that, you know, yeah. but it's yeah. Cute date. And then they have a hot tub in the woods where he has oh to chop firewood and with the tiny little hatchet and heat the hot tub. It was very, um, Jojo and Luke Pell. Mm, I didn't see JoJo's season, but I can picture it. Yeah, that was one of their dates. Um, The rest of this date is, the daytime date is pretty uneventful, I'd say. It's cute, romantic, a lot of, you know, shirtless Matt. I love Uh, that Brie in her, in the moment, was like, I really want to kiss. She's so cute. So cute. She's so fucking cute. I can't. And she's so, like, little when she's next to him. So, but anyone's little next to him. He's, like, five. They look six, so five. good together. Normally, like, really short girls or at least, like, average girls with super tall guys. I don't know. I know for a lot of straight women that that's, like, a really attractive comparison. Yeah. But I think it looks so weird. But in this case, they look, they're I think she's just works. tall enough. <laughs> yeah exactly maybe that's it but you're right they do they look good together they're also both so hot like they're so both hot. really fucking hot so like it tracks. gorgeous people yeah. they're just breathtaking how old is she 24 okay she's 24 she like and she's the one be... who's in tech in san francisco for some social media company oh right she's got okay. a big job too yeah, she seems like it. She's very professional, like mm-hmm. the way she carries herself and corporate. I could see her either being 24 or like 28, but not in like the way she looks, but the yeah. way she talks and in the way she dresses and stuff. So it it lines aligns well with him, I think. Definitely. Yeah, I think they're a great they make a lot of sense. I hope it's her. Calling <laughs> it now. I'm, hope it's her. I'm for her. I definitely believe she's going extremely far one way or the other um yeah so we get into the evening part of the date and this is where we start getting the obligatory serious talk and she just their conversation in general blew me away we learned that her mother was pregnant at 13 which Jesus Christ like I he kind of brushed past that where I'm like 13 is like next level like it's you know 17 is like one thing but 13 like that's yeah. so much to go through it puts a whole other spin on the fact that she was raised by her mom and grandmother like we knew totally completely different and the dynamic between her her and her father of course like so many questions there and things that i would love to know but obviously you know i don't need to pry that much the point is she's clearly was raised so well they talk yeah. about how they were both drawn they related to having absent fathers and being drawn to friends with large families because they wanted that it was just a really real conversation that I just loved they were so yeah me too I also didn't feel obviously like part of part of all of that is producer pushed but Mm -hmm. I liked the way that Brie brought it up like even in her in the moment she was like I I want to talk about some things and then she just like went and went right into it and it didn't feel as though we were just like trauma bonding like last season it was a little more like exactly natural on in the episode 
there was a huge session of trauma bonding, like a clear like producer pushed trauma bonding. But this one felt real. I mean, it always feels more real on a one on one date than it does on a group date. That's always going to be yes. a weird environment to bring up a serious conversation. And totally. I'm always going to believe it's producer induced. Exactly. But with yeah, a one on one so- date, you know, it makes more sense. And yeah, it just I also so thought much. that I thought it went really well. I also see that like Brie is very nervous and mm-hmm. she I I think this might have to do with her corporate job that she's very like careful with her words because she probably so has too. a lot of pressure on her when she like speaks in meetings and stuff like that. And I can heavily relate to that. When we first started podcasting, I didn't realize how much I was affected by the way that like I interact at work and how I have to be like super careful and never use um or like or anything and Brie carries herself kind of that way too like she's just she she you can tell she's thinking a lot about what words she's supposed to say and you're Um, right though she's thinking a lot without using a lot of ums and I really I could use that I need a leaf out of that book I filler words too much but also like filler words are natural. Like I learned a lot from my psychology professors that like, it's okay that we use filler words. That's just the way that our minds want to carry like conversations because we're thinking and there's so much pressure in the professional world to like counteract that when it's so natural to do in the first place. But I think she's like learned how to like carry that in other ways. And I'm excited to see maybe she like breaks down a little bit bit and opens up more and just relaxes a bit relax no it's not even opening up she opened up also thank you for that because it makes me feel a lot better about my filler words yeah no it's like it's bound to happen I remember I was preparing for a presentation and one of my psych professors was like don't even try to like counteract your ums because it's just a part of it's just human nature wow that's so nice I know. I love hearing I know, that. It's so good. Happy. It's all good. Fantastic. Anyway. Well, Brie, I hope we hear a few uhs and likes from Brie later on as she gets more into the process and relaxes, feels less pressure. Because I Same. do feel like that's something they have in common, though. I think they are similarly a- hyper aware of the fact that they're on national television, which I yeah. don't think is a bad thing for, at, about them. But I would like to see them chill just because I'm curious about how they are. Totally. And you could see that too with the way he was pretty quiet when she mentioned her mom being 13. He's very, like, he's a good listener and that he doesn't really, he's not very reactive to things, but Mm -hmm. also, you know, that's an appropriate time to be like, wow. Yeah, because I needed someone to make me feel validated in the fact that I was reacting like that. Totally. I was like, hold up, what? Yeah, I know. Her mom's 37? Holy shit. And she's having another kid too. That was the yeah. interesting thing. Oh yeah. That. And she talked about how she's kind of, you know, she doesn't live there anymore. Her mom's kind of has this new life. And, and I thought that pregnant. was also really nice to hear. Yeah. Her pregnant, engaged, pregnant, right? Engaged. Yep. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Young enough so to there's be definitely on The Bachelor. A, there's a lot to those feelings in that story that we don't see, obviously. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm, I really, I can't wait to meet her family. Because I'm pretty sure she's getting two hometowns. I don't yeah. feel like I have to worry about that. I'm excited to meet this mom, grandmother, maybe father, depending on how in her life he is. It was kind of hard to say. She said like she was in his, they were, like 
like yeah, she, she knows her she father. Said, it's not fully estranged. She said that they're like somewhat close. Yeah. So whatever that means. So I would but, expect with that terminology, we'll meet him. Yeah. But also with COVID, it really can depend for, <laughs> it may have nothing to do with that. Exactly. I mean, like jumping ahead to Sarah, obviously that would be a whole situation, different situation. Um, but totally. yeah, Brie gets the rose, obviously. Yep. And it was, a oh, and they get fireworks. And this is when we go back to the house. Yeah. Because of course they're all on Nemecolon. Is that what it's called? Nemecolon. Yeah. It's Nem- super weird. Colon. Anything with colon in it doesn't sound great to me, you know? No, it's not. A, it's not a. Attractive. It's not sexy. <laughs> no. Nemecolon is not sexy. Definitely. Anyway, the fireworks have everyone riled up. And this is where we get more Victoria overreacting. And she this is when they like go and sit down on the couch and they're like talking. And Marilyn says something about, you know, just I get it. We're all struggling. You just you're this isn't going to be good. Someone else said you're just going to make yourself spiral. I think that was Anna, our girl Anna, whom I'm loving, by the way. Me too. Ah, he's still great. loving her. I love her. She's so great. Yeah. You you saw it right away. I was like, yeah, yeah. I she's great. But she, I she's think awesome. she's the one who's like, you know. But don't you think? And she's got a smile plastered to her face the whole time. Don't you think you might make yourself spiral if you do this every fucking time? <laughs> seriously like you're gonna you're gonna lose your own mind if every time somebody else gets a date you act like this and victoria's extremely offended by this and while marilyn tries to say but dude you're literally doing it right now but she says it in the nicest way this girl could not be like just less more nice about it to to this insane person and victoria decides it's too much. She can't share a room with Marilyn anymore. She's going to sleep on the couch. So she has shared a room with Marilyn for one day. I think the reason why they're all tired is because there's so many of them. But I mean, they did get rid of... Did they narrow... When they got rid of the girls night one, did I think it narrow it's down to... 25. Okay. Which gotcha. is a lot. It seems like a lot. It used yeah. to start with 25 in the first episode and then get down to like 18. Like that's back in the day. Right. And now they have like 32 women on night one. It's a it lot. was nuts. So that's yeah. definitely part of it, especially because with group scenarios like the date card, they make them all say something in the group circle. They all say a toast every time there's a toast. They all say like their thoughts on what happened with the date card. So with that many women, that takes forever. Yeah, so maybe that's really where it they is. They also, I feel like they're getting hardcore sorority vibes, which they've all mentioned. They or, couldn't yeah. shut, well, <laughs> Victoria couldn't shut up about how she wasn't in a sorority. She's not a sorority girl, not a sorority. And it's like, okay, but there's also just like cohabitating and a <laughs> house, just yeah. being decent. And like, it's all like what you make friends it. Friends is fine. It's all what you make it. Like, you can either look at it like a sorority and be like, fuck everyone here, or also think of the fact that you might make some awesome lifelong friends. That's what get the o- show sh- and really get over yourself. Brought to the world is these bonds between friends, far more yeah. than relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Victoria fully moves out. 
after sharing a room for maybe two nights maximum with Marilyn. And she calls Marilyn psychologically disturbed. I wanted her exact words. I wrote it down. Yeah, that confused me. I mean, for so many reasons. When I hear it, I think of West Side Story because, like, it's a weird phrase. And that's, like, in the song Officer Krupke. He's psychologically (laughs) disturbed when they're making fun of, like, what psychiatrists (laughs) say, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not something anyone actually says. It's what Stephen Sondheim wrote in the 60s as a teenager (laughs) making fun of psychiatrists. Yeah, that's really funny. Yeah, I And yet Victoria called her psychologically disturbed. She, uh, everything is so, like, I, I just cannot figure it out. Like, at first, I was thinking, she's a terrible villain, which I still stand by. Like, she's mm-hmm. not good at being evil. No. She's bad at it. It and, oh God, it's infuriating like, how bad what of a villain said, she is. Yeah, you texted me, like, the good villains are the ones where their personalities are controversial, not that they're just a normal person who tries to start fights. And Victoria is just trying to start fights. Exactly. Like, she's that's not a that's not like a controversial personality that's fun to watch that everybody like loves to hate. She I hate to hate her. Absolutely. Like, I'm not having fun she's hating her. Not good TV. No. I just it, it's infuriating. Mike Fleiss was, no, Robert Mills was on Nick Vial's podcast and they were talking about the thing. And he's like, oh, like acting like she was Corinne or Demi or someone with like exactly what is a personality controversial, yeah. but like because totally. they say funny things. That's why they're getting airtime. It's there. It just really goes to show how absolutely out of touch the producers are with what they think the audience wants because he's like oh you guys totally want it's like you you'll love having her she's gonna be everyone's gonna love it and I'm like no no literally no I don't want to see it I'm so over it already it's been one fucking episode and I'm so over it I was over it one day into their week their week yeah like it's not good tv it's just that's what's so like she's unfunny she's unoriginal she's unstable and like in a concerning way and unjustified in all of her anger like yeah exactly and that's what's even more frustrating to watch like later when we see the way things turn out with Marilyn it's just like it's so beyond like just tv villain character it's like just evil and here's like, it's the just thing. straight up evil. It's straight up evil. And if it was justified in any way, we would have seen it. Because in the past, when villains ha- st- do that kind of thing and call out shit and piss people off, it's because there is something to call out. There's something exactly. where everyone's like, well, she's, you know, funny. She's kind of mean and like a little snarky, but like, she's right. Yeah, Clearly, right, exactly. not right. Or we would have seen Marilyn doing something. It didn't yeah. fucking happen. We saw what she said. We heard her yell at Marilyn saying, how dare you? You said you want to pick my brain and get to know me. 
What is and she wrong was like, with that? Exactly. And she's like, well, yeah, I said I wanted to get to know you and understand you better. And she's like, I didn't make up those words. And she's like, well, I didn't say those words were wrong. But what those words mean, what I just said also, nothing about yeah. what I did said was, it was just the most insane gaslighting. And I was listening to a podcast where they literally held her Karen on accident. Because she's got that mad Karen energy. The way she talked to the producer. Oh, my God. I don't know what time of the episode this was. But when she pulls the producer aside and is like, I can't do this. You have to fix this. And is yelling in this poor woman's face with a mask on while she's on un Victoria's unmasked. And I was like, you've definitely walked into a store without a mask and yelled in some manager's face. Totally. A hundred percent. She's a she is a Karen. She's 100 percent a Karen. That's a great way to talk about she, she has a huge fucking stick up her ass Ugh. and somebody needs to like take her giant branch with her ass in it and throw it up into outer space so that she can disintegrate into oblivion could not have said it better myself wow yeah. honestly enough said that's brilliant <laughs> it's brilliant that's what we British should here, do with victoria and now we're going to let's get into this group date. It is 18 freaking women. That's so many. Too many. Like Too the fact that there were many. three date cards back to back, like with names. I was like, this just, first off, this sucks for the people going on the date. And it also really sucks for the people not on the date because it's like, They're wow. I didn't get to be one of those 18. Exactly. Like, there are five like women who still don't get a date, including our girl, my favorite Maggie, um, Marilyn, as we later realized. Anna. 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 Oh, so many faves. I know. Awful. Rude. Yeah. Unfair. Also, normally they do two group dates and one one-on-one -on -one date for the whole first two to three weeks before they switch the format because of how many women there are. So what the fuck? I don't know what their plan is. It was a little I weird. Was I was pissed. Agreed. I was really pissed yeah. at it. Really unnecessarily angry about that situation. Because <laughs> it totally. just made no sense. I don't like when things don't make sense. No. And I there's like no explanation. They need an explanation. Exactly. Um, But we go and do the obligatory wedding dress date with the photographer. Of course, the photographer from La Quinta and from Nick Viall's season, he's back, baby, and he's ready to be crazier than ever, more flamboyant yeah. than ever. I love him. He's great. I yeah. also especially love later on when he decides he's so inspired by the paint that he needs to go photograph the dresses. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, I love that. I straight up don't, and lightweight don't think he's a photographer. <laughs> No, every time we see the like photographs, the stills, I feel like he's a producer from the so... street they just found. A producer totally. from the street that doesn't make sense. No, a man from the street or a producer they just forced into this. Exactly because literally you see the photos. And they look like, awful. What? Well, I also don't think those photos. I think those are literally screenshots from the film. I think they're they're not. Yeah, I think they're photos. stills from the film. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, from the film, they're just the photos like he's taking at all. Um, allegedly not? he was a fake like someone's like no he is like he's a famous photographer I was like I don't believe it I don't I just uh, he doesn't act like one he's all he's, like waving the camera around 
the first he's an impersonator of a real one i think he's playing the part of a photographer that maybe even they had him for the first photo shoot with nick vial and then they like couldn't get him back so they were like okay this guy kind of looks like him can you do this accent perfect it's him he d- he Nailed could it. be like a doppelganger i think he he's also, a doppelganger playing a part they're definitely trying to pull off the top model nigel barker completely like, like a flamboyant photographer from like model photographer who you know it's all about his personality we're tr- trying to be distracted by that and not see what it is for what it really is is that he's not shitty photos because <laughs> they look shitty awful. photos um, also so these dresses we got to talk so they like say okay girls go pick out your wedding dresses and i have a few places where i'm hung up on the fact that who ch- that they chose certain ones but also i think they are all 100% fast fashion dresses they bought off wish.com i agree shien and some of them Yikes. are hit or miss you know or you know what they got them off of there's this uh wedding dress site called like jj's boutique or something Mm -hmm. and you can get like a wedding dress that looks like it might be expensive but then you can kind of tell that it's cheap and they're like roughly $100 a piece yeah you know what I'm talking about I do know the site because because I don't think they look as cheap as like no but some of them did that's the thing is what I was confused Mm -hmm. by is the girls who picked the ones that looked like they were from wish when there were some that looked like right. from that which place. ones looked which ones looked like wish ones do you know victoria's first foremost oh yeah there were definitely some others but honestly i i did i think i noticed a couple that weren't heinous and i think it was i don't know if i even wrote it down oh rachel i said wore an ugly one Oh, hers was bad. Hers was like a prom dress. That was the one. That was the really yeah. tacky one that I was like, got hers in Victoria's. Tacky. Well, so tacky. Um, but then I think Piper picked a really cute one. Of course she mm-hmm. would. There were a few girls where I was like, of course they have Chelsea. They, I was like, of course they picked the nice they have good one. good taste. Because they have they're taste. mature. Yeah. It was embarrassing to see that people would have chosen when they had that as an option. Yeah. To go for the like I was just dumbfounded. And yeah, Victoria I agree. Rachel wears, definitely stood out as mm-hmm. it was ugly. Bad. That one stood out for it was ugly bad. To me. But it was bad. Victoria wears her black bra with it. And oh this God, black Holly, bra keeps she wearing an appearance. Bra? I have a theory. She's really what? insecure about not about her push-up bra she's wearing a push-up bra and like because her boots are her security I've been there girl you know like I kind of get that but it's too far when you in a wedding dress that is built to be worn without a bra you wear your black push-up bra visible yeah in you your don't wear a bra like that you don't no. wear a bra in a wedding dress take it the don't. fuck off you don't know they are literally I mean granted those wish dresses might not have that much support, but you chose it. Um, yeah. But wedding dresses are all designed so, like, you don't have to wear a yeah. bra or they are, like, full. They're lined. Yeah, they're all lined, you know? Like, unless you're extremely busty, there are some that are designed to hide bras in that case, you know? Exactly, yeah. But it was, it made me very mad. The black bra all night, all day. It killed me. Uh, Just killed me. So they do like five minutes of photo shoot 
And um, Victoria interrupts Mari to like go, the queen and the king photo shoot. And she still sounds drunk, by the way. She's drunk all the time. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, it's to the point where I'm wondering if it's just she's. Does she just have like a drunk personality? Does she just, is she just like a slurred word person? May that's what I was trying to figure out. I'm like, I just always like that. Do you always talk like that to people? It's like it's so bad. You have to be drunk to talk like that, right? I you would think I've never met a sober human who talked like that to anybody. I never I never want to. I never want to. You shouldn't because I'm pretty sure she's drunk (laughs) or on a sedative of I don't know. She's, she's on Zanny. Wackadoo. She, like, it's beyond anything. I don't, it's not. And poor Matt, like, I was texting you this while <sighs> I was watching it. Like, I mean, we all know that this is a producer move. Matt mm-hmm. doesn't want her there. And he just, like, complies so easily. But, it, it, like, I, it kind of frustrates me because I'm just, like, I want him behind the scenes to just, like, shake the producers and be, like, send her the fuck home i wish he had more of i wish he wasn't as easily manipulated as he seems to be i truly believe he has to kiss her like she makes out with him forced the kiss on him in the fucking photo shoot like that we've talked about this a lot with claire season and here it is again these situations where you're putting someone on the spot to make out with you or be rude and that's fucked up she just like shoved her tongue down his throat and she did nasty not want to kiss her. No, it's it bad. But what this is what makes me really confused about Matt and his how manipulated he's being. Is he went on like Rachel and Becca's podcast and said, Well, no, Victoria actually she is witty and funny. She's so funny. And it makes me think the producers kept saying, No, she's really witty and funny. That's what this is. And literally gaslit him into believing that's what it was. Because she's not. It's not true. I think he also just has one of those personalities that he has a really hard time talking shit about anybody. Like, in kind of an annoying way where you're just like, you're just like, dude, like, get get it together for one second. Like, we aren't going to shame you for talking shit. Just be on the same page with us. Yeah. I mean, if we want to talk about someone being real... Victoria, you should yell at Matt because he should not like you. Exactly. He should not be pretending to like you at all because yeah. you suck and no one likes you. You're She's being so unlikable. Like yeah. There's no... There's the no, most unlikable. There's no... What is it? Silver, there's no good side. There's no redeeming Silver quality. Lighting. She has no, no redeeming, redeeming no. qualities here. No. And it's just so cringy. Like when she did that and interrupted Mari, all the other girls were just like, oh, God. Everyone's so over it. Right. And it's also just uncomfortable because imagine being in person and watching somebody do that, just like drunkenly interrupt somebody's wedding photo shoot to like be like, it's the queen and king's turn. Like that is so awkward. So bad. And then right after that, straight up, she cannot read a room. Well, they cut off the photo shoots pretty quickly and say, change of plans. Harrison comes out and is like, actually, you ought to fight for love. There are no rules. And it's like, capture the flag, but it's a heart. Big Polly is back as a referee. He sleeps. 
through it. He, oh my god, freaking Harrison is loving these Harrison like, moments, these spokesperson moments. Because he wanted to be a sports broadcaster. That's what uh, it was when he got hired somehow onto Bachelor and then got stuck with this franchise for 20 years. It wasn't right, on purpose. So he loves his spokesperson <laughs> yes. sports vibes all the way. That's his thing. So this is what he lives for. Um, not so much, uh, what's his name? Fabio, the photographer. It's not Fabio. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't with an F, he- I think. Um, he's not much for refereeing. He's much more of a photographer because he stops watching and commentating to go photograph the beautiful moment, you know, with the paint and the ripped dresses. <laughs> it's art. They have these ugly ass sashes. They make them wrap around those ugly ass dresses and then they paintball each other. It's like, and yeah, no rules. It's just mayhem. I, and Mari is like goes for the heart but the other team keeps it away from her meanwhile MJ swoops in for the other heart and gets it yay yellow team won <laughs> I think yellow no they got red the no red because they got team. the yellow heart I remembered the heart red, was yeah of, of the team not the yellow team I just know yes. the one that wasn't yellow <laughs> I don't remember if it was blue or red but red and yellow were the colors instead of red and blue which is nice because usually it feels like they're trying to force red to beat blue every time and you're like is this subliminal with political things? Why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah. Every time? Yeah. Um, so yellow lost. Lost. But red w- still won. So there is still that theme. And Holly, this is how we know that these girls have been exhausted is because Katie exactly. night one is like the most bubbly personality. So funny. And she comes back from this date absolutely defeated this is what i was trying to allude to earlier on about like they are all i think they're completely justified because no one was like whiny they were all just exhausted and disappointed it's like yeah because nothing they didn't get any sort of like that's the weird thing about this group date is those wedding photos were done in front of the other girls they get like two only seconds. like two people got them and those were like the ones who went on the cocktail party so exactly only a couple girls got them victoria swooped in yet again so that was exhausting they're just like straight up fatigued they're, they're like i'm tired of this shit so tired and i just yeah. felt for them because it was raining it was cold yeah and like they they're were and Vermont. that was nuts that was mayhem there were no rules they were just pelting each other with fucking paint shit and that's not that hurts, you know? They were wrestling. I feel like one of these girls is like gonna get sick, like a bad cold. Yeah. I'm certain. Because of they it. haven't been sleeping. It's cold in Vermont. Like they're gonna be like COVID test, COVID test, COVID test. Seriously. Well, we haven't really had like besides travel experiences internationally, like in the mansion, the bachelor mansion in LA, like it's warm most of the year. Like even if you don't sleep, like at least you're yeah. not in an environment where you're like conducing yourself. There have to, been like, a lot of contestants who have been really sick on the show and they just edit it. Like, so they're not, yeah, they just hide exactly. it. I know Ben Higgins like had a fucking parasite, I think during his season. What like, the literally? Fuck? And also on his season, I believe all the girls like had terrible diarrhea from swimming with the pigs. <laughs> And literally like on dates were like gotta go and like it was just everyone was <laughs> suffering because like they all like ben they're all shitting in their ball in their evening gowns <laughs> like that's the sh- and you never would have known by watching that season but no, that's what was going on they were all just like 
terrible terrible diarrhea the whole time wow well i mean vermont colds it's a little better than diarrhea a little better than diarrhea but in covid days you know any sneeze it's like any cough it's terrifying so that'll that would be interesting but i'm sure they'll just hide it and edit it out because they don't want to make anyone worried because they've been also keeping the covid situation very much on the dl this season whereas last for bachelorette they talked about it nonstop. you know I think that they, like, definitely, the last season just, like, got the shaft. Like, they just did not, they they decided to make it all about the, like, quarantine, La Quinta situation. Like, we can't do much about this. This sucks. And played off of the having two bachelorettes to make it exciting. And now they're like, thank God, we don't even have to mention this again. Like, we can just make it seem like everything's normal and COVID's not happening because we got that out of the way. We already did our debriefing. We already did our public, like our PSAs about COVID. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, they, it, it, yeah. That's exactly how it feels. I mean, we said it like on the day one when Harrison was like, look, we've got a new mansion, a new this, a new that. Like, it's like, look how much better this is. That's what it felt like. But it yeah. is also on that note though so beautiful when they're on the like one-on-one dates and these like beautiful fall colors stunning just gorgeous perfect advertisement for nemacolin nemacolin i can't say it seriously no me neither it's weird terrible name rebrand guys a little late seriously but you know maybe should have done that before the bachelor but whatever (laughs) um yeah so yeah i'm so i just felt sad for the girls you know although i didn't feel that sad for rachel she didn't or victoria wait no no victoria Victoria got on the date that's the thing she got and then katie was just sad i just felt sad for her because you know she didn't really have a lot of words she no she just just looked sad it was just something relatable she was and that's the thing that I think is what was so nice about this. And it's because Victoria didn't get sent home. That's why. Yeah. It's because right. it was just girls who were genuinely sad, not trying to start shit, not mad at someone or here to like yell at the other team or about the situation. Or And it's too early for them to pull a crystal and call like Matt James needle dick for sending someone home for not having a date. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Oh my God. But like, if so later in the season, like that could have been the situation. But this early on, if it's not Victoria, then everyone's just sad because it, it sucks. Yeah. It's just, and they all acknowledge that. And it was kind of nice to have a moment like that where I just to see them, they're not always performative, you know, with Katie because she had her shtick. And hopefully people will lay off her a little bit and be like, and see that she's not she's just a real person. It. She's just a person. Yeah. She had a gimmick night one that producers told her to use and encouraged. She and probably used it three times and they just showed it and made it really, mm-hmm. fe- they showed it multiple times. We knew from the first part, they yeah. led the episode with her dildo. Um, but yeah, so then we have the cocktail party. Jasenia has like a cry about the infidelity. And then this is where I felt like it was the trauma bonding moment where it's like, okay. Oh, yeah. I and, don't like, know how I feel about Jasenia. And he said this, he started getting into this routine of saying the same thing where he says, what can I do to make this oh. better for you? <laughs> it's nice oh, thought, yeah. but it's the fact that he like d- said it with every single woman when they presented their trauma. <laughs> 
But well, that's the thing is I also think he's somebody who's not just he doesn't just have a hard time talking shit, but he has a hard time like actually getting deep. Like he can mm-hmm. like kind of talk the surface level stuff, but then he doesn't really know to, how to uh, comfort somebody. So he just yeah. kind of like, says that. <laughs> exactly. He's like, I don't know how to comfort you. How can I comfort you? That's essentially, right. which is nice. Which, you know, if you don't know yeah. what to do, asking is better than anything else you can really do it's honestly a great quality like but, but it's funny it seeing it back annoying. to back yeah. yeah and especially with bachelor I'm like no I want to see like I want to see more than that yeah but um yeah with Jasenia of course she had her little moment earlier with Victoria and obviously she's in the right there but yeah this was a weird moment the kiss was weird he kept his eyes open for it oh I didn't even notice that it's very yeah, much plastered on social media now and he's gonna get shit for it for a long time even tyler C- cameron right oh my god i almost had his name wrong, thought his name was wrong definitely tweeted about it oh my god <laughs> like we're gonna have to talk about this bro <laughs> <laughs> so stupid like oh my god but like he's probably just like oh wait who am i kissing right now <laughs> gotta look seriously and he was probably just like i don't know i feel like he just wasn't really into the moment no I don't know no it felt kind of like obligatory yeah and then Lauren has the talk we talked about that already where they kind of bonded over Christianity and whatever (laughs) sorry she gets the rose spoiler alert but um Victoria thinks she's gonna get the rose because she talked she this is what was insane she says like I've never been so deep with a guy and she didn't say anything or with anyone with a person I've never had such a deep conversation with anybody oh my god and yeah. all she said was I'm worried about? about looking fat in this dress that was the deepest thing she said <gasps> I forgot yes that was such a like cringy comment to make and it made me like I don't know it like made me sad in a way but also I was like this doesn't seem very genuine like I don't think you really cared about looking no fat in that's your dress. the thing I don't know. All of it was just strange. And I'm like, how have you not even at least talked to a friend about your insecurities? Like, <laughs> yeah, if you're, in, you if, that's some, uh, if you're insecure about looking fat in a dress, you prop- should have said that to someone before ever <laughs> saying it on national television to a man you just met that you hope yeah, to and Of course, he doesn't really know how to like... Like, how do you respond to that? He, do- he didn't. He no, he said went- you look great. That's what he did. He did say that. He, but then he immediately like kind of flipped back to the like it like feeling insecure about mm-hmm. being on the on the show and like being around other girls and stuff like that. Totally. Did he also ask her how she how he can help her? I think he, he did. And I don't know what she said. I think she focused on herself and definitely actually, like focused on like something else and didn't actually. Yeah, mention. he might have said it to some other few people and not her. But or good chance was he this said the? It. Or was this the time that she mentioned Mary Lynn? Because I don't That's the other that thing. Happened. It could have been that also. I think that that's might have been the... when she mentioned it. Yeah, that's I know that shit it doesn't go down till rose ceremony, but there are a lot of moments that I can't remember if they're the rose ceremony or the cocktail party. Literally, like new season, same story. Like this keeps happening to us when we exactly. do this podcast. <laughs> it's so hard. I can tell the difference between the daytime date. Yeah, of course. But, but like, like night, eh, you know, it's hard. All the same, same Any- location, same attire, same drinks. Exactly. 
Although at least Victoria is wearing a cocktail dress to this cocktail party. We'll get to her later. Um, But Lauren gets the rose and Victoria says like, what do you think they talked about that would do that? Like I got so deep. I've never been so deep in my life. And like, I don't understand what she could have done or said that would have gotten the rose over me. Like that doesn't make sense. Like what is wrong with you? It's just so weird how centered her brain is. Just like on she's her. fucking delusional. She's just so delusional. I mean, she charges what eight hundred dollars for her like detox program or whatever. <laughs> oh I- my god. Yeah, I don't know. Weird. Ridiculous. Um. So weird. So yeah, that's that date. Finally, we can put Victoria away for a hot second, um, because. Sarah gets the one-on-one date, and it is flying in a little biplane. Oh my god, fuck that date. I would hate that. I remember flying in a biplane once when I was traveling because I had to, and those things are fucking scary. They're even scarier when you have to, like, fly over the water. Like, I flew over the Mm -hmm. ocean in a little biplane. Of course, it wasn't like those two-seaters where you're just like... (laughs) The windows are open and you're so like such free. a strange image to think that that's a real thing actually that a human would do like it's so uh, cartoonish yeah. in my head because it's so it is so far. cartoonish and it feels that way when you're in it too you're like this isn't reality no like how is this staying up right now <laughs> this is like a toy it's literally like a toy um it was and she kind of reacts like that she's like is that the oldest plane ever <laughs> yeah well, that was funny I liked that comment um yeah the daytime part of the date wasn't really notable to me it was pretty much her having one-on-one interviews saying she's gonna have to open up but she's scared and then Matt going saying I really like her but I kind of want to know more he was like I'm gonna gonna need her to open up if we want to continue this yeah which is again producer induced because like the first day she's not holding back anything it's the first fucking day dude it was weird. And so at the evening portion, she started talking about her dad with mm-hmm. ALS. And, you know, it takes her a while to say it. And his response is sweet. I don't really have much to say about this. Me neither. Portion. Just that it was a sweet exchange. Um, she seems nice enough. I know she has, we've said crystal energy and I still see crystal energy, but I don't see like crystal right away gave me red flags. I don't yeah. have that with this girl, you know, no. like she seems similar really- to crystal. But just yeah. more in, like, a vibe, not so much, like, a behavior. Yeah, like, actual issues. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't think, I don't but know. But she does look like she might get caught up in drama in previews, but also maybe people are just pissed she faints. And, like, I genuinely, like, if she was fainting for attention, it wouldn't be on a night where she had a rose, you know? Yeah, no, <laughs> That I makes no sense. So, like, girl just fucking fainted. And I would, if I ever am on this show and standing through a rose ceremony with 25 women, I will faint. There is no situation, even if I have the first impression rose, where I will not faint after being forced to stand for that long. Yeah, no. Like, that's nuts. But I also faint easily. But so I just have a, (laughs) I want to give that benefit of the doubt. Other times I'm like, no, that bitch is faking. (laughs) Right. But she totally looked like, and she didn't actually like. No, she stumbled away. She was like, I need, she's like, oh shit. Like, and that's the thing. You have that realization. You're trying to push through it. And then there's a moment where you go, oh God damn, I'm not going to be able to do this. Yeah. And I think she was with like 
Serena P, not Serena C. Yeah. I think. And it was one of those skinny girls (laughs) and just narrows it down. Um, And she like walked her off and was like, come here, sit. And I thought that was really nice too. I thought she was like helping her in a way that seemed like a good friend. I liked seeing that. Um, But that is jumping ahead because we have a whole, Sarah gets the rose, big shocker. And then we have the cocktail, rose ceremony cocktail party where Victoria wears a pink puffy sleeve dress for $12 from wish.com or some shit like that with a showing black bra like fully out and this is the thing you know it's like one of those huge push-up bras because the straps are it's so high it's so high like it's it's so high up her back like mm -hmm. when she turns around after straps you want the push-up to intensify I know this fucking trick no, me too. Me too. 100%. We all do. And it's like, so, but the thing is you have to hide it because otherwise we see what you're doing. You know, you can't just have your bra like hook well, that's the thing at is, your is shoulders. Victoria has no awareness of her physicality mm. either. She that's has so shown true. that like, she'll wear, I, I remember the first time she mentioned, I think it was after the first date card and she was getting all pissy that nobody else was like, <laughs> mad and they were supporting yeah whatever she was wearing this weird like tie-dye sweat outfit and like nobody else is wearing sweats and that's the thing is like we see in previews for upcoming episodes that she like wears sweats often when Mm -hmm. she shouldn't be yeah like the thing because what if you got that one on one date and you're wearing sweats while Bree is like I wore my worst outfit and she's in like a leather jacket and jeans and you're in an actual tie-dye sweat like leisure wear she like also matching has this weird set. like red eye irritation she's got saying. like styes going on and like huge dark circles which i'm a girl with huge dark circles too but it's like oh god we see it badly in this cocktail this, party this and, is where this it's the ceremony. worst she looks like she was kept up by producers well she also slept on the couch so maybe that's why she oh couldn't god. Sleep. that's why okay honestly it just answered it she couldn't sleep well because she was on a fucking couch I was thinking that when when it was happening and then I also started thinking like how fucking nerve-wracking would it be if you needed to get a glass of water like in the kitchen or something <laughs> and you had to like come out and be back past on the Victoria couch. that's the thing and like it's she's now forcing herself into the communal space so no one that. that's fucking rude dude like that is not your space you should not the couch is not for you to sleep on. It's like, I hate when people just loiter in the common space so you can never be there by yourself. The lack of situational awareness for all things, for what to wear, for where to be, for like anything is so stressful. Like it gives me anxiety. And that's yeah. why she's not fun to hate because she's stressful. Up, she's stressful. And she's one of my like biggest pet peeves. Like, Mm -hmm. I've known people who have been super like invasive in my space Mm -hmm. and just not aware at all. Spatial awareness is my biggest lack of spatial awareness is my biggest pet peeve of life, which COVID has really given me an excuse to like call it out, but it pisses me off and it always has. Like there's no reason for you to be up in my grill like that. No. And she has just no awareness of anything. Situational awareness. I mean, 
like you said, the outfit she chose. And as I cannot let go the outfit she wore to this cocktail party. <laughs> and this is why I just want to like roll her up in a ball and shove her up into oblivion. Yes. Where she fucking belongs because it is not on my screen. My Twitter handle right now is keep Bennett off my screen 2021. And it might have to change to Victoria Bennett and Victoria Bennett's yeah. first. Because I think Bennett is a person who's like benefiting more. Victoria is not benefiting from this. Yeah, Bennett is like... Because men are always glorified on the show in a way that is uncalled for. He's different because his level of narcissism is so beyond like likable. Whereas she is, it's not necessarily just like narcissism. It's so much of it's just insecure and, and like stupidity insecure. and yeah. yeah like you can tell yeah and ugh, yeah and it's worse and victoria's it's just sad to watch and again stressful it's just stressful and she stressful. stresses me out and i yeah. think over time it's just gonna be more ugh. stressful and more frustrating to see on my screen And I'm so annoyed that it seems like she's going to be sticking around for a while because clearly the producers think she's something she's absolutely not. Oh yeah, there's no way she's going home like next week. No. And I don't know. Anyway, so she's wearing this terrible dress. She, what else do you have to say about this? Should we talk about her talking about Marilyn? We have to start with Marilyn's one-on-one where she's- Oh, yes, um, yes you know, it's good to see you. You know, I was kind of worried about it, all this, that. He's like, no, I remembered you. Here's an orchid. It's your favorite flower. Yeah. And that's what really sets. Although before we dive into more of Victoria and shit, Maggie also has her one, cause she didn't get a date. She talks about cooking oh, yeah. food and it's just cute and nice and cute. lovely. And it's so refreshing. It. And then Victoria sees Marilyn with her orchid and gets pissed off. So she goes and talks shit to Matt full on, just like mischaracterizations, like slander. She's fully slandering Marilyn and he's believing it. He's like, well, I thought I didn't think that's who she was, but like, I don't stand for that at all. And goes to confront Marilyn. Meanwhile, Victoria goes back to tell the girls what she did. And all the girls are like, what the actual fuck? Yeah. That never happened. And also, I think a lot of them say, like, I've had personal connections with Marilyn. I don't. Yeah, Maggie, straight up. The person whose judgment I'm respecting. She's like, I don't think she would do that. And she said, and it's so funny. She's like, well, I wasn't there. Like, when Victoria keeps yelling, she's like, she did, she did. She's like, I wasn't there. I just, I'm telling you, I don't see her as being mean. I don't think that's what happened. Like, it's just, everybody is so frustrated because they know that, like, this slander has no... And Abigail is the one who comforts Marilyn, too. So it's like Abigail and Maggie are the ones who are like, what the fuck is going on? Like, that's judgment. Oh, and earlier in the episode, there was a point where it was all about speaking for each other. And Chelsea was like, you don't speak. Stop saying you guys. Like, stop. Oh, yeah. Like stop speaking for other people stop generalizing and 25 women as one person this is ridiculous so clearly like the sanest people in the house are just and that also brings like the other thought that like 
the reason why she does this to Marilyn is because Marilyn gets this orchid and she doesn't like it. And Marilyn was one of many girls who spoke mm-hmm. up about being frustrated with Victoria. If it had been Chelsea who got mm-hmm. um, an orchid, she, she would have been Chelsea. Chelsea. Exactly. exactly. So, and But the worst part about it is that there's no merit at all because I don't even think Marilyn said even anything slightly controversial compared to the other girls some of them were very direct and they were that's like, the no. thing is Marilyn was trying so hard the reason is because she was the roommate so like she right. was putting up with it for so much more the fact that she had to say look I want to get to understand you better we have to fucking live together and that's what it was like she's like we have to live together like and then Victoria's well I don't want to fucking share a bed with you I'm not sharing a room with her and she didn't like, even sit next to her like Oh when my Marilyn god. Went okay. To go talk to her. Yeah. So she, so then Matt James confronts Marilyn who's like confused as shit. And then Marilyn's like can we talk like and hash this out and Marilyn tries so fucking hard. She apologizes for nothing. She didn't do anything wrong and she gives the appropriate apology in this situation is that what I said like I hurt you I didn't mean to hurt you I'm sorry that you're hurt by what I said that was not my intention I can see that this is what's happened she's not saying I didn't hurt you she's saying I didn't that I didn't intend to hurt you and I'm sorry that I did like that you can't be more fucking reasonable than that and Victoria won't even sit because she says can we talk outside and she goes no it's so cold and it's like okay sure so the other girls are like, we'll leave and leave you alone. Clearly, Victoria was trying to not be alone. And then she's like, I'm going to not sit in the same couch. And it's loud. They start showing the sound and the actual sound, like they revealing it. And she's like, it's loud. Can I sit closer so I don't have to yell at you? Because otherwise, they're just going to think I'm yelling at you, essentially, is what was happening there. Yeah, exactly. She's also hyper aware. I mean... Like elephant in the room, race is here. There's a white woman trying to characterize a person yeah. of color, which happens every time, in this case, an Asian woman of color as being something she's fully not. Like, she, exactly. all she's doing is being reasonable and somehow it's attacking, you know? And yep. Marilyn's trying so hard to make it clear she's not doing anything wrong and to not rock any boat. And it's just and the fact that so frustrating. Victoria doesn't even give her the time of day. Like she's mm-hmm. like, nope, I'm done with this. We're not it's like I accept your it. apology before she even said it, and then well, the accept worst it. part is she kind of like gaslights her apology. She says, "Oh, like why are you apologizing then? If you're if you didn't do anything wrong, why would you apologize?" She's like trying to use like her constantly ga- to be yeah. Like, she's trying to flip her words on her. She's like, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hurt you. My words were not intentional." but you seem hurt. And I am sorry that it's just like they were saying, I'm happy for her. Like I'm jealous, but I can still be happy for her. Victoria just cannot wrap her brain around this concept of like, look, I am sorry that you're hurt. Even if I didn't mean to hurt you, I'm still sorry that you're hurt. She can't wrap her head around complicated emotions and the fact that we all can feel multiple things at once. But she's an empath, Julia. (laughs) She calls fucking empath. What was that in relation to? What did she say? I think it was to Matt James when she was like, you know, I'm an empath and her negative energy is turning. Like, I just feel. I think it was actually her. I think it was her in the moment. Oh, well, it was about Marilyn though. Yeah, it it was. was It totally was. She was like, the reason why I, yeah, 
she was like it was my- just the most gaslighting insanity i've ever heard in my entire fucking life poor marilyn so annoyed that they're giving it so much credence oh um and we obviously we don't know what's gonna happen yeah i am unfortunately starting to think that marilyn's going home me too i'm so i don't want to fair she better get to paradise can you imagine how like i cannot fathom how mad i would be I would like girl I, if this ugh. I would never be able to hold it together the way Marilyn. Me neither. I would Victoria. fucking throw hands like I, I would have been kicked out for violence cuz at that point there's nothing else left but to slap a bitch silly, you know? Like Seriously. get through to you. Like there's nothing there are no words I'm saying that you're hearing. So maybe yeah. if I bitch slap you, you'll realize you're being a twat. <laughs> just shut up the thing is like victoria is wanting this aggression you can sense it like she wants to begging to be slapped yeah she's begging for it like she wants a full down hoe down throw down like she's ready for it and i am kind of scared because she is pushing some buttons Mm -hmm. and i don't know how they're keeping it together like they're all they all need to have like a group meeting though to the like figure out how to deal with her completely they need that but it's because they're not sharing massive rooms normally in bachelor mansion it's like five to ten in a room you know like an insane number of people this is just two people so Marilyn is forced to spend all this fucking time with her and oh my her cr- version of cracking is saying like victoria I'm just trying to get through to you. And that's her cracking. Like, could and not be a she, calmer person. She's also probably, like, when they're, they've spent a couple moments in their room together, I bet she just ignores her because I yeah. would. That's, like, because mm-hmm. she's fucking annoying. Exactly. And I'm sure that was her negative energy. Trying to oh tune God, out Victoria's fucking madness. Victoria is, like somebody you don't want to be on her bad side not because mm-hmm. she's a good villain again but because, because she'll fucking she get out be out anything she'd do anything to fuck you over mm-hmm. she's vindictive as fuck she's so vindictive and it's kind of scary but like not in a like haha <laughs> way in an actually scary way n- yeah not in something that's like worth anyone's attention like just no. she needs she's like she needs to be off this show like i am genuinely terrible tv yeah it is terrible tv and she needs no platform no bottom line she needs to stop being they need to stop giving her this fucking platform anyway um that's the rose ceremony nothing else really gets to be of note because this takes over the whole rose ceremony and then we are calling out names and of course we already talked about sarah and her fainting spell but it starts with um, I, Piper got the first rose, followed by Kit, in theory, if these are all accurate to how they actually were released. I was c- c- confused right. by Kit. She didn't get a lot of time. Me too. Um, yeah. Maggie, Rachel, Abby, Abigail. <laughs> she hasn't called herself Abby, but I do write that in notes. Oh, Elsie, Jesenia, Katie, Serena P, I think was the last one, but it might have been Serena C. I was trying to write them down, but then Sarah passed out. And we are left not knowing if Marilyn or Victoria will get a rose. However, 
we see a preview of Victoria. So we know her ass is here to stay. Unfortunately, I believe that means Marilyn's going home because Matt was completely manipulated by this bullshit. I also don't like the way that it was like kind of twisted even by Chris Harrison when Matt was coming up to Chris before the rose ceremony and he was just like, ah, this drama. And Chris is like, yep, I know, between Marilyn and Victoria. And I was like, no. Do not say Marilyn did anything between Victoria and everybody in the fucking house. Victoria and her own demons. Her own insanity. Though I, I can't get over the way she yelled in the producer's face as though she should fix it. That's the thing is it wasn't like a venting attitude. It was a like, how dare you put me in this situation? Because yeah. she was talking about rooming with her. She's like, I will not room with that. that. It was like right before she moved out into the fucking right. couch. I was just like, I will not do this. Well. Like, ew. ew. She's so disrespectful. Why are you fucking treating her like the queen she claims to be when she's the tackiest bitch I've ever seen. I don't normally call out someone for such heinous style, but when you act like that, like what yeah. else am I supposed to do? And I knew it by the sideways belt that she was fucking crazy. Just saying. Oh yeah, her belts. Oh my God. She's so she's weird. fucking crazy and weird. Like her, yeah, mind blowing. Yeah. Anyway, um, I- we one thing I didn't get to mention was that at some point, because genuinely I have no idea when this happened, but she said that she was the queen and everyone was her gestures. Oh yeah, I don't know when that happened either. But I have I no idea it. when. All I remember is that she said gestures. <laughs> this fucking idiot. She's so dumb. Oh, and Okay, wrap up this episode. Yeah, Brie, we got a lot of great Brie action. Sarah had a one-on-one date. You know, with Brie, this is what was interesting, that I think we've never seen Matt have a bachelor date before. And so I feel like this bonding, he had the bonding level of being a bachelor con- bachelorette contestant with a bachelorette, you know? Totally. Yeah. So, like, I feel like it was more, even more falling for her because this is that first because you always like wow I'm finally opening up in this way on t- like that I've never done before on a first date it's crazy and normally the bachelor's already done that before and kind of gotten that out of the way yeah but I 100%. feel like this first date holds even more weight than ever because of or it will hold later on more weight than ever because it was the first I time agree. for him yeah no and that's a great note. so I hope she wins <laughs> me too me too uh, now my guess for like people to go to hometowns Hmm, Abigail. Oh, <laughs> Brie almost forgot her name. <laughs> Literally just said it. Um, Abigail, Brie. Unfortunately, I think Rachel, just based on the way they keep yeah. showing her doing stuff, she they show her a lot when she says nothing of importance. That's how you know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And hmm, I don't know who my third pick's going to be because I don't know if we've seen enough. I have a feeling just based on previews, Sarah's going to fizzle out before hometowns. Like there's going to be some sort of huh. scenario that. Interesting. But maybe home, but maybe she'll make it anyway because he does like her. And I think he wants to I think to he like likes her. her. I think he yeah. like, because we even saw it with the whole, like, I want her to open up even though it's so early on. He's like, I need more. I need more. It's like, because he wants to like her. And maybe he yeah, didn't exactly. know how to like her yet without knowing anything, but she's pretty. <laughs> yeah, totally. So I think maybe her, but I think we probably more likely will have other people that start to rise from the crop. 
yeah i think we'll learn even more next week and then we'll start to make actual yeah guesses. i think you're right we're, i don't think we have enough information yet chelsea did get that romantic music in episode one at the limo exit i still think back to that so yep but it might right. just be because he was so into her dress and like stunned maybe they were trying to like, might just really be play it up she's just so beautiful. so stunning maybe they had yeah. nothing else to do they were like all we can do is like romance music because bitch what do you do I love it's that. so hot yeah she's stunning she's beautiful she's in this dress with the, this wow but yeah wow episode wasn't my favorite overall no i, I really i preferred date, last week it, it I was think the group date ruined it for me honestly agreed how it was many, big how many girls they were that were on it how early it was in the season to have a wedding photo shoot too early yeah um, i felt like the producers were just fucking up <laughs> They were fucking up. They just, totally were. They were, they they were jumping the, the gun. They jumped the gun 100%. They were ahead. Yeah. All these things felt like they should be weeks ahead. From well, Like we said, there should have been two group dates, first of all, and one one-on-one. Why are we doing this exactly. format? It felt like week six or something. Yeah, but with 100,000 fucking girls. Too, Too much. much. So hopefully next fan, week will be but... better. We got the most unnecessary cliffhanger of all time. Because like what? Do, are we supposed to be worried Sarah died? she fainted what else is there to tell <laughs> yeah literally there's right, nothing exactly left. anyway right i can't next week i think hopefully we'll be better although we're still gonna be stuck with so much victoria hopefully it's not as painful but i have a feeling it will be <laughs> same well we'll see you next week see you next week